Yo! Hello, everybody. We are back. It is uh, season two of R and B, and this is episode two. How was your week? Um, it was interesting <laughs> to say the least. But uh, what about you? <laughs> so you know when you like take a nap during the day, so then you can't sleep at night, so then you go to bed, and then you wake up, and then you take a nap during the day, so you can't sleep at night. I've just been stuck in this vicious cycle, not being able to sleep, and it fucking sucks. Wow. Well, it sounds like a personal problem. Sorry. Wow. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it is episode two, and we do have another special guest. Our special guest today is Justin. Hello. That's for me. Can I clap for myself? Yeah, for sure. sure. Okay, cool. All right, Justin, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I'm Justin. I'm 23. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm 25. Tinder bio. Yes, yes. This is the best Tinder bio. I'm gay, 6'5". That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm Justin. I don't know. Every time someone asks me to tell them about myself, I never know what to say. I know. That's a hard question. It I is mean, very hard. If somebody asked me, I wouldn't know what to say, so fuck it. It's Because then you start sounding like kind of conceited. It's like, oh, I'm tall. I'm hot. I'm black. Like You start saying these things like, fuck, should I, I said that? just because like, it's a podcast. It's hard to like know what somebody yeah, looks like yeah. through through it so That's it's true. like uh you have to know something you know before starting yeah well i'm a black guy with blonde hair so that's like the biggest thing people literally see that and sometimes i'm not a black guy with blonde hair people think i'm a really tall girl mm. yeah so it's very oh, confusing yeah, yeah a yeah. six five girl yeah they think <laughs> yes i strut that runway honey that's some, like fetish shit <laughs> you know Yeah, they're pretty long. This torso is long, so I can do a lot of things with my legs. That's funny. Okay, so um, Justin is a gay Jamaican man. Yes. And today we're going to talk about the struggles of being Jamaican and gay because um, I don't know if a lot of people know, but Jamaican people can tend to be quite homophobic. Very, very homophobic. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit of your background with that? Yeah. um, Well, the funny thing is you're from Mandeville, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm also Jamaican. I don't know. I think we've like touched on that, but I was born and raised in Jamaica um, in Mandeville until I was seven. I was raised... 30 minutes from you in Manchester as well but I grew up in this town called Asia it's very very small mm-hmm. um thing laws in Jamaica are actually stupid like yeah to saying Jamaican cuss words that will put you in jail so the word that everyone wants to say bumbleclot rasclaw all these things you say that in front of a police officer you actually go to jail mm-hmm. so that just gives you a basis on how outdated well and- you can do whatever you like they can do whatever they want yeah. essentially because it's it's, like, it's corrupt it's very corrupt the, the system's corrupt there as fuck yeah I've had, I've had experience with that I mean I was on a cruise and then I think we were going to like horseback ride in the ocean or some shit like that and on the way there we got pulled over by cops Oh and the God. cops like were like, oh, you guys have to turn around. If And if you don't, you know, we're going to arrest everybody on the oh. bus. And the bus driver was like, oh, he's just doing that because he wants money. So then he gave him a ticket and then he let us go. But of course, he had to pay the, the police officer or whatever. So we were like, I don't think that's how things are supposed to go. No, but he's I don't like, think so. He's like, shit like that happens here all the time. So that's crazy. Yeah. No, it does. And the fact that police officers are so corrupt it goes to show you actually being gay in jamaica is illegal it's it's not decriminalized yet it's illegal and it's i read online i think it's up to 10 years in prison if that's the maximum sentence for being homophobic in a country so crazy it's like i i don't know growing up around something like that you feel like you hide so much of you and i I did that a lot like i knew something was different in me i was like okay i'm obviously gay but but have you known that since like how when did you figure that out 
I think I figured that out when I was like six running around in my mom's shoes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was so like, if, for basically as long as you can remember. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, anytime we went outside to get something, I'll put my mom's shoes on, my aunt's shoes. Yeah. And it's easier with the women, but for my uncles, my mom my mom has 12 brothers and sisters. Oh, so my God. So, majority of those, only two of those are women, and the rest are men. So, for me to be around my uncles at a young age, I can't run around in slippers of my mom's shoes and my aunt's shoes. It's, it's too... They, they would find something very weird about that. So living with these macho men in Jamaica, I was just like, ah, I'm not saying so shit. So when, when did you come to America? I was I was back and forth. So I was raised in Alabama. I was born in Alabama because my mom was in med school there. Mm. And she wanted all of us to be born in Jamaica. But it only happened on my brother because she was a little lazy. She oh, my God. Dad. She didn't want to go. She's so. like six months pregnant yeah. trying to hop on a plane. She was like, she wasn't having it. And I was like, Mom, really? Like, you're taking this culture away from me. But she forced us all to live in Jamaica. <laughs> like, we were there way longer than I honestly wanted to be because I was crying. I was like, I want to go home. This is, like, so different. It's a hard life. It is. Like, you don't... Between the food, the people, and... Not having hot water. Not literally. Yikes. The <laughs> fucking sucks, cold showers with a basin yeah, were well, the worst. Okay, so I grew up in Jamaica, and even with that, I still don't want to go back to the country, because... Or um, and when I say country, I mean like country, country, not Jamaica itself. <laughs> yeah, not Kingston. Not Kingston, because growing up, if you wanted to have like a hot bath, we didn't take showers. If you wanted a hot bath, you boiled your water. Your, or if you were lucky enough, you had a hot water heater, you could only put on like for some 10 seconds. Shit, oh know? yeah, honey, uh, we were bougie a little bit. My grandma did not let me touch it though. Yeah. She only touched it. Exactly. Like you boil your uh, water on the stove and then you put it in the bathtub. Oh, God, and then yes. that water is also like rainwater that you caught in your well it's not like so there's no like central plumbing like no there's plumbing but you everyone has a well outside and you catch the rainwater and that's what that's what you wash your clothes with yeah everything that's what you you don't flush your toilets with it like like you said we have we have plumbing it's just they're more cautious in jamaica on what they're spending their money on so if we're gonna flush this toilet that's all we're doing with water you're gonna catch that water in the gully and then go shower with that water and you save you just think about saving money we're yeah. frugal and we're homophobic that's- people are very very frugal and that's why i'm like i don't throw anything away so my question is like if you go to take a shower you go to like turn it on is there going to be water yeah, coming yes out? there oh, will okay. be okay sometimes but, it'll be slow yeah like, okay, so when you have your well, like, the water comes through it. It's just, that's your reservoir. Mm-hmm. You know? So you only have a certain amount. The I mean, it rains massive. all the fucking time. Yeah. And the it, wells are massive. Yeah, they're, they're big. They're, like, long and full of water. Like, yeah. things get in there. Like, we had a turtle swim in ours for years, mm-hmm. just chilling in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get, like, bugs coming out and yeah. stuff So then, times. like, isn't that water technically contaminated? No, because when you wash your body, you're clean, all right? <laughs> so that's it. That's where we're leaving it, all right? Yeah, you're not drinking that water. <laughs> yeah, not at know? all. All right, anyway, back to the topic. <laughs> so did you ever feel, like, unsafe while you were there? In never felt unsafe. Okay, I, well, that's I, good. I never felt unsafe because I was raised with my grandmother who knew I was American who was like okay you're coming from America and I'm gonna put you in an environment where you're not gonna be thrown in there with all the other Jamaican kids and you're gonna get teased and picked on yeah cause they're mean they're very mean mm-hmm. I, I got bullied I think the first few days in Jamaica and after that I was like oh fuck this shit like I'm gonna be mean I started being mean to everyone and it just more it just suppressed more of like how I felt and yeah. it didn't really come out more until I moved back to America and then I realized, I was like, wait, okay, I, I like guys, but like, I don't want to like guys. So 
I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to girls. I'm gonna date girls. And it went on like that for a while. And then I was like, no, I'm bisexual. There you go. That's it. I'm bisexual. I'll call it a day. And then it wasn't until a few years ago I really came out and I was like, no, I'm I'm gay. I wanna I I want everyone to know I'm gay. I'm a gay Jamaican. I will talk in a Jamaican accent. I will put a wig on and I will have a Jamaican accent and act like a Jamaican girl, even though the stereotypes are I would never have a Jamaican guy follow me and be like, haha, that's so funny. But I don't care at this point. I love being Jamaican and I love being gay. And I think that the laws are so outdated. And I've messaged so many people in Jamaica that are higher up and said, the laws need to change. And they're actually trying to decriminalize being gay in Jamaica. But I think that's going to take a long time. It is because, I mean, Jamaican people just, I mean, are stubborn people. They're very stubborn. My mom. You're a stubborn mom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know that and you know that. And um, just with how corrupt everything is already, I feel like they're going to take being gay or gay laws like right at the bottom, you know, because there's so many other things that they find like more important, you know. But it's so crazy. Come come before necessarily. Yeah. And they think. But what pisses me off about Jamaicans, Jamaicans, we have such a big influence. And and my friend Sarah and I were talking about this last night, actually, that Jamaicans have an influence with our language, with our culture, with our food. And it's spread out throughout the country, throughout the world and everywhere. And even the hate of gay people has spread out the country to countries like London. I go and visit my family in London, and my cousin, who's 22 years old, cannot grasp the fact that a little boy is on his dad's shoulders while his other dad is giving the little boy a kiss. He's like, oh, no, that's, that's pedophilia. That's, that's weird, man. Like, I, don't, I don't understand that. And don't get him started on transgender. He, they would never understand that. No, no. So the ignorance has actually boiled out of the actual country and has now made it to other places. And I don't like that because mm-hmm. it's showing that Jamaicans are just so these mean homophobic people when in reality we're not. No, for sure. It's, it's going to put a negative stereotype uh, towards a group of people that obviously you want to be seen in a positive light because you are part of that group, you yeah. know? But I can totally understand what you mean because, like, growing up, you know, when people say, like, Batman, Oh, God, it's, yes. It's such an insult. It is. That. So that means, like, basically... Wait, what's that? For, explain that to people who... Batman. Like, sitting here and I don't uh-huh. understand what that means. All right. So Bati is ass. Yes. Okay. And so, like, you're an you're a gay guy yeah. is what that means and it, it's it's seen as um something negative like it's like a diss like yeah. oh batiman you oh know? you're a bati boy you're a chichi boy like mm-hmm. they're saying they're, it's just derogatory terms of just the gay way the jamaican like, way of saying you're gay it's like saying fag yeah yeah it's weird because like i think that people discriminate against gay people all the time it's just weird that they took it to like the next step and it went from like just discrimination to like a law like, oh, yeah. i want to know how that but happened. you know that's in a lot of countries it's, it's yeah, illegal yeah, to it's be a lot of, gay in a lot of places yeah, there's yeah, a lot of towns in america where you even now the gay rights have happened you still can't get married in certain towns it they oh, won't really? make a cake they, i thought it was like national law though it is a national law but a mayor sometimes can decide a a lot of things in a, in a state and a mayor I, I forgot what state it was but they decided they weren't going to do gay marriages and it became a big thing and it was like a lot of a lot of people saying that's not your right and then the whole town started protesting against it and a cake shop wasn't going to make cakes for gay marriages oh yeah, I and, oh, yeah. I I know. they can yeah. refuse yeah. and it's terrible uh, churches will refuse to ha- have you married in their church and I think it's stupid 
I think it really is crazy. I know in Florida, you're allowed to refuse service for like a lot of reasons. Most of the time, it's supposed to be like if that person is disrespecting you or whatever. But in Florida, in general, you're allowed to refuse service. So say somebody came into your store and they wanted to buy something and you felt like for some reason you were discriminatory against gay people. You could just be like, I'm refusing service. Yeah. And they don't have to give you the reason why they're doing it. They can just do it. Yeah. So that's fucked up. I know it is fucked up. I hate this. I hate the law. And. What, what did I always want to know what what did we actually do like what did gay people actually do for people to hate them so much well I think human beings are afraid of what they don't understand and straight people can't understand being gay because they're like what do you mean you don't like vagina I know I, I don't think it's only that I think it's like a lot to do with like religion and people yeah. that's that's my like qualm when it comes down to religion is that I think it becomes an issue when people use a book to hate other people because yeah. if the if the whole entire thing is to like love the person next to you and love thy neighbor and all that stuff, then you can't pick and choose what it is that you want to believe in and think that just because, you know, oh, I have tattoos and I go out on the weekends and I get drunk and I get fucked up, but because this person's doing something else that I feel like is more of a sin than, you know, a sin is a sin is a sin. Exactly. I, we all sin yeah, every day. Yeah, for I sure. I sin when I woke up this morning. I opened my eyes and sin. okay? <laughs> so we, have, we sin all the time. So being gay, honey, I've been sinning since I was born. And if that makes me going to hell, I'm going to hell. But the funny thing is, I believe in God. I don't give a fuck what anybody else says i know what i believe in and i know that i'm gay and i feel like okay at the end of it i've lived my life and i believed in god and whatever happens happens i don't think that being gay is a sin to where you're gonna go to hell oh it's damnation like oh god like i'm in damnation right now i know right and i'm isn't part of being like christian or catholic or anything like that supposed to be you accepting people love thy neighbor right and so it's like how are you going to be so hateful towards such a large group of people it's, that are around you all the time that aren't doing anything wrong to you, you know? But then they can have like premarital sex and yeah. that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, babies could be born and the mom and dad can't be together anymore, but that's fine, right? Yeah. It's perfectly fine. They you can pick and choose what you want to like believe in. It's kind of like racism when racist people have pushed pushed it to generations like there's there's 17 year olds that are more racist than their grandfathers and it's because they are being taught that and it's the same with homophobia it's i i met this i know this 25 year old guy 24 actually he cannot wrap his mind around gay people he cannot wrap his mind around transgender he asked me yesterday what do how do i see myself and i'm like what do you mean how do i see myself he was like well do you see yourself as a guy or as a girl i was like I'm a, I'm a guy. I was born a guy. I'm a guy. And he was like, oh, okay, because, you know, I don't know. I don't want to offend you or anything. And I'm like, how is that going to offend oh, me? Oh, is he thinking that, oh, because you're gay, you have to, like, think that you're a woman yes, inside? Like, that, that goes <sighs> hand in hand? I just don't feel, I just don't get why he feels the need to have to, like, wrap his mind around anything. That's, I guess that's just my mind. I'm like, if that's not something that you're into, okay, cool. But, like, there's plenty of things that people aren't into that you don't have to wrap your mind around. Exactly. Like, I, I just think don't it get, is important for people to understand, To understand though, it because, a, a little bit, yeah. But understand in terms of, like, what? Because if it's not involving you, I don't know, I'm very big on minding my own goddamn business. So if it's not, <laughs> if it's not something that's, like, affecting me personally, I don't feel the need to judge, you know? Well, okay, I feel like maybe he came off the wrong way, but his... His 
like point of asking that was to understand yeah. what is a transsexual, what is a transgender, what is a gay man, mm-hmm. because he obviously doesn't understand that being gay and being transgender are two different things. And I think a lack of education around what those things are defined as is why people are so ignorant towards it. Because there's a lot of people who are like, okay, well, you're born a guy, so I don't understand why you feel like you're a woman. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, a lack God. of education. I- around the subjects because I mean growing up no one ever discussed being transsexual no one ever discussed what being gay was because that's all very uh taboo taboo, you know and now that we're in 2019 and some people are opening the conversation to be like okay well there may be other genders outside of male and female and a lot of people can't wrap their minds around that because they weren't raised that way it's just like with racism when people are raised um in a racist household you know getting told like black people are less than you or this and that it's hard for them to grow up as adults and to understand that everyone is is an equal person you know, because they haven't been exposed to that. And I think that the more that you talk about it and the more that you educate people and kind of approach, even if they're being judgmental, you have to try to approach them in a non-aggressive, non-judgmental way just to understand that it's a lack of knowledge and we're only going to grow as a society if we educate people on that, what, yeah. you know. That's how I felt yesterday. I wanted to educate him. And exactly. I, and I told him, he was like, well... I don't. I, I said I was like I at a young age I kind of knew about transgender and he was like well how did you know that and I was like Degrassi taught me oh my <laughs> okay God. Degrassi the next generation they taught me about transgender I was in middle school and I saw a transgender character on a show I, yeah. I was like what the hell is this like this is interesting and seeing that at that age I never thought anything of it at that point like I, at that point I was like oh there's transgenders okay. At that point, I, that was my straight days. But still, I was like, oh, there's transgenders out there. Uh-huh. That's that's a thing. And now I have three transgender friends. It It's like I don't I don't see trans. I don't see men. I don't see women. I just see whatever somebody else and whatever, whatever they introduce themselves as. Yeah. That's, and I, that's it. I think that just shows how important, like, representation in general is. Because yeah. In the media, you, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. It, as growing up, you only see, like... Man and woman relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, white people on TV. Yeah, oh, for God, sure. Yes. You know? So once you like start opening the doors for other people to like, show their stories and hear their stories, then you're able to like, relate more. And it's not such a foreign topic or sub- foreign subject. Yeah, and so I I know that a lot of people who don't understand like what being gay and transgender and you know all that stuff is, uh, they're thinking that okay, people are all of a sudden coming out as transsexual because we're talking about it. And it's the people new are, thing. It's the new thing. It's a trend. And it's like, no, people are coming out as themselves because now they're being accepted. It's not that there weren't ever transsexual people or transgender people. Now people are coming out as those things because they feel accepted. They feel like they can say something because they've always been around, but it's been in secret. Everything's been very underground and it's only becoming mainstream because people are becoming more accepting of it. And um, I I think people are very threatened by that because they don't understand it and because they, as I said before, they haven't been around it. And so... That's why shows like Pose on FX is amazing because it teaches you about the transsexual life back in the 80s mm-hmm. and how they were underground for many years. Mm-hmm. You look at big actresses like Laverne Cox. Yep. She's transitioned 
way before we even knew her who she was. Yeah. And we still didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. She was a big actress. She did Broadway. She did. We didn't know her. Yeah. And now because she was on Orange Is the New Black as a transsexual, mm-hmm. it blew that up for her. And that's why she made the the hashtag Trans is Beautiful because yeah. now people are hashtagging I'm trans, I'm beautiful. That's end up. You don't have to understand it. And the best analogy I give is you're a straight man, you're a straight woman. If I'm sitting here telling you you're gay, you're gay, and you're like, no, I'm not. You're like, no, I'm not gay. And you know for a fact you're straight. Just like I know I'm gay and someone's telling me I'm straight. That's how a transgender person feels when they're like, you're a man and you're a woman. And it's like, you don't, no, I'm not. I'm a woman and I'm a man. Like that's, they don't understand. They see, they don't see into the mind. They see, they just see physical. Cause that's what we're taught. If you see a man, that's a man. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's very unfair. I think people need to learn to let people live their truth. Cause again, mind your own goddamn business. Because if I'm not throwing this ass back at you, you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. People get so pressed about it. Oh my God. If someone wants to be called uh, she, him, they. Why is it a big deal? I mean, like, it's not affecting you personally. So why are you so offended by the fact that this man biologically wants to be called her or she? Why is that so offensive? Let them dress how they want. Let them do what they want. As long as it's not hurting you or anyone around you, then it shouldn't be that big of a fucking deal, you know? In my mind, I think it's just shitty that people have to, like, that people had to hide the way that they felt and who they are for so long just because there we only have so much time on this earth so the fact that you had to spend time being somebody that you're not mm-hmm. and like feeling like something that you're not is shitty just because we're all gonna die we all know that's gonna happen but you shouldn't spend any time being nobody else but yourself because at the end of the day when you when you're dead you have to think about did i live the life that i want to live mm-hmm. that's that's what i love about caitlin jenner so much she she was Everyone knew she was transgender for the longest time. They were like, oh, this is a thing. It was on the tabloids. And I don't think anyone understood how she felt for so many years. Yeah. They, everyone crit, like crucified her for getting a, a gender reassignment surgery within the year of her coming out as transgender. Like, oh, really? You're doing that? And it's more of the fact of this woman is like 62. Mm-hmm. And she lived her life as a man when she knows that she's not a man. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine... For my whole life knowing that I was a woman and I'm living in this body. No, the second I come out, that thing's off. That's it. That's end up. Like, it's it's more of the fact that it makes somebody else happy. They did nothing to you. So what's the point of doing something to them? you You don't have to think about it. It's nothing to, like you said, wrap your mind around. It's more of the fact of just acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Like, I accept that you're racist. It's fine. Like, that's not going to change. You are you accept that I'm black and I'm probably going to do something bad. Oh, I, man. I, my mom was in a relationship with this guy. And I just met Sarah. And Sarah's white. She's from England. And my my mom is the same skin, skin tone as Sarah. But my mom's husband was dark. And he used to tell me all the time, oh, don't talk to white girls. Don't don't talk to the white girls. Oh, don't touch Sarah because her parents are going to call the police on you. Oh, my God. And I'm he like, said that? yo, he said that many times. He he did not want, he sat me and my brother and my cousin down and had a whole conversation with us about not marrying white women. 
Oh, I was like, no. this is the shit somebody's getting taught. Imagine I was like, okay, I'm not going to marry a white woman. Like, his, but you know it goes both reasons? ways. His reasons, I, I, have no, I have no idea what his reasons are. One, he was a crazy, he was a crazy man, yeah. like, uh, obviously. Mm. But his reasons were just very malicious. He just didn't like... He just didn't like, trust white people? Yeah, he didn't. But this but guy is that. like GOP as fuck. Like, white people tell, I don't know if they explicitly say it because I'm not in a white household, but you know that white people can't come home with a black person you know that's like kind of like a hush hush type of it's like thing a <gasps> like if in a very like republican white household yes. if someone came home with a black person they i'll be turning their heads and it's like i don't know if they explicitly tell them do not bring home a black person but you know don't what's, bring home a black person what's that racist girl tommy 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 lauren oh. she got herself a little black boy oh, she does oh she got herself a little black boy Ooh, I didn't so know i don't that. know how that handles in that house but she got herself a little little chocolate man so oh, i mean gosh, I to be that. honest i love going after like you know white chicks just because i know that shit's gonna happen so it's kind of like you know <laughs> fighting power, your own personal <laughs> way of fighting the power because <laughs> it's like no matter what people say for some reason white chicks love black guys black guys are into white chicks so I mean it works out you know especially Robert Robert okay oh, this is not a okay. <laughs> it always goes back to Robert's dating life <laughs> not about me <laughs> I don't think I've ever dated a black person I mean I've dated a Mexican I've dated Palestinian that's Damn, Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I always say it. I don't have a type. You know, if you out there, I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so tall already that, like, I, I have to, like, cut some standards short. So you don't need to be as tall as me. You could be, well, you could yeah, be a little bit short. Well, yeah, good luck finding someone taller than you. I know. Or even, I like, wish. the same height. No, <laughs> I'm tall, and he's taller than me. So there's yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm knocking 6'5 right now. <laughs> That's so wild. I always wanted to be taller, though. I said I wanted to be seven foot. Me okay, so five foot one over here is like. <laughs> uh, I want to be taller. <laughs> all right, so I think we, we hit that topic. We hit all the points that we wanted. We're gonna move on to some of the shit that we saw in the news this week. Oh God! And we're gonna start with um this this whole entire case. It was uh what's her name? Amy. Amber. 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 Yeah. Use something. Uh, I don't Geiger. Amber Geiger. Yeah, Geiger. I mean, I don't really care to know her name because she's, this, to me, is a piece of shit. But All right, tell us the story of what happened, first of all. So, I guess that this Amber Geiger lady, she lived in an apartment complex, and she was on her way home one day, you know, she, I guess she was sexting or talking to one of her, you know, mm-hmm. manses. And That's how it always happens. <laughs> she ended up getting distracted, and she was in her apartment complex, but went into the uh, wrong apartment. And as a result, there was a guy sitting on the couch. It was a black man. And she thought that he was an uh, intruder and shot and killed him. Uh, big point to this whole entire thing is that she's also a police officer. So recently, the whole entire case came to a close and she was sentenced to 10 years, which is bullshit. That's the main thing is that this is bullshit. Yeah. It's crazy that somebody was able to come into somebody else's home where he is sitting on his couch, minding his own business and was murdered. And she's only getting 10 years when people get that for weed charges. Like, oh, right. Doesn't make any fucking sense. That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, I think it's also notable to mention that um, not only did she enter the wrong apartment, but she was on the wrong floor. She so was, I think she was ab- above him. So she was 
supposed to be under yeah which was below him yeah so it's just crazy because i'm like not only did you walk to the wrong floor which should already feel strange but you walked into an apartment that's obviously not yours the furniture is probably not the same like the layouts maybe not the same how did you get so distracted by sexting someone that you see someone in obviously not your apartment and you decide to shoot them and you're an you're an you're a police officer who's off duty. So it's like you are trained to be in situations where you have to think when you're under pressure. It's yeah, just not like you were just say. like some civilian. You're trained and you decide to kill somebody in cold blood. Excuse me? Yeah, no. So I have a little I got a little checklist real quick. Number 1. <laughs> How the fuck did you make your way up to the wrong apartment? That's yeah, just number one. For sure. That's yes. number one. Numero dos is the door's unlocked. Like you said, mm-hmm. she's a cop. Now, she might be a cop and a half. That's why she shot him because she ain't got no sense. Yeah. But she's a cop nonetheless. Mm-hmm. When you're opening that door and you're like, fuck, my door's open. I know. Maybe I, I should like know. back up a little bit and be like, hold on, let me just, hello. Yeah. I, I walk in my house and I say to myself, I'm not walking to my house with the, with the dark on. I'm turning a torch on flashlight. I'm walking through, especially if my door is unlocked. Yeah. So number three, how the fuck did you like pull out your gun, shoot somebody all in the seconds of like figuring out that you're not in the right apartment? Mm-hmm. Like, how did that happen so fast? You're supposed to be sexting. How did you like, oh shit, phone down, gun out, get down on the ground. Like, why is it automatically shooting? He's eating ice cream. Like, he's literally eating ice cream. So what of a threat was he if you did see someone? If you complete, completely forgot about number one, completely forgot about number two, how do you see someone sitting on a couch eating ice cream a threat? I'd be like, get the fuck up. I'm a cop. You're going yeah. to jail. And then I'd be like, oh, shit. I'm in the wrong house. I am so sorry. The issue is is that we keep having so many scared police officers in the workforce that their first reaction is to go to shooting and to go to violence. And it's Shoot like... first, ask questions. Yeah. Like if you if you took on that job, we've, we've talked to... I've said this before on the podcast. If you've decided that you wanted a police officer, you know you're going to be putting yourself into dangerous situations. So with that in mind... Your main job is to protect the the civilians. That's your main job. So when you walk into a situation, you should be trying to think, how can I de-escalate this situation without harming somebody? Of course, sometimes push comes to shove, you're in danger, and you have to make a reaction. But your first instinct should not be to kill somebody. No. For some reason, that's what a lot of people are, and that's why... To me, it's like, all right, well, you walked in, you saw a black guy sitting on there on your couch. You might have had some thoughts in your mind that, you know, black people are this, this, that. And immediately you were afraid. And instead of being like, hey, I'm a police officer, get on the ground. Like, you know, who are you? What are you doing in my house? There was no questions asked. You were just killed. And I couldn't imagine, once again, sitting on my couch watching fucking MTV and then somebody walks into my door because the door was open. So, of course, it, it, that, was, that was a mistake on his end by having the door open. But, you know, you might have walked in. You ordered some food. You forgot to lock. You know, you sit on your couch. You start doing your own thing. And you don't even... He probably didn't even hear her come in. Yeah, no. So, you don't not. even have a time to react and be like, yo, what are you doing in my house? Like... I don't know. I, I feel like see. any sound he possibly would have made, she still would have reacted and shot him. Because she was startled. And then that just kind of takes us to the case. Like, how, how the hell did she only get 10 years after yeah. doing all that? Yeah. And what is that? That's, that's voluntary manslaughter or involuntary? I don't... That, I, I well, think it's volu- involuntary. No, yeah. Well, wouldn't that be voluntary? Because, because you're literally voluntarily she shooting. a gun at him. It's not like she accidentally hit him with her car. And you know I feel I mean? like sure. that 
has a statute to hold longer than 10 years regardless. Yeah, for sure. Well, so, when she originally was, um, like, in the case, I know it was 99 years to life in prison, and I don't know how it 99 got... 99 to 5, yeah. To, like, how it got cut down to 10 years in prison, and she's being shown so much compassion, even from the judge and the victim's family. And it's like, okay, I understand the victim's family wanting to not have any hostility towards her because they need to be at peace with, you know, their family member's death. But why is the judge out here hugging her after her sentence? I don't understand that, you know? Uh, I feel like it's very unprofessional. And in what other scenario would you ever see anyone being hugged by the judge for killing someone in cold blood? What? It's, it's crazy. I think it was stupid on that judge's part, number one. Judge, if you're listening to this, you're ignorant as fuck. Like, that that was a bad move. And I feel like it was more of like a because they all work under the same shield in a sense. Like, oh, you bring people to my courtroom and oh, I see you all the time. That's what I was thinking. Because I, I know I'm, I'm dating back to SVU, Law and Order. <laughs> but Olivia Benson always knows the judges. Like, yeah. she, if she needs something rushed, she goes to the judge's house. It's like, fuck, how do you know the judge's, like, address? Yeah. And that I feel like that could have been a possible scenario. Like, okay, I'm hugging my friend and I just had to sentence her 10 years. Like, I, that's what I'm thinking with that. But I think it's, I think it's just very ill-mannered and unprofessional to hug somebody whilst you're in your courtroom and there's cameras around. I know. That just kind of sends a bad message. Yep. That it really does. It's just really shitty too. I mean, I get that the family wants to like forgive and like have peace and all that stuff. But at the same time, like I, if I was in that position, which I'm not, so I can't sit there and judge. But if I was in that position, there's no way I could be able to forgive somebody who took somebody so close to me without him having a chance in him and being able to defend himself. Any of it. I, I personally would not be able to forget or forgive that person. And just for it to be so soon, like the case just happened, everything just closed. And all of a sudden you're already on the ways to like forgiving her. I just think that she's just getting too much of a pass and I don't have respect for her just because so many people have been killed innocently that like you are just another person who's done this again and you should be prosecuted to the highest extent mm -hmm. and you weren't so i feel like you got off easy and like there's karma so who knows what's gonna happen but there's no way that you should have gotten 10 years oh and, she definitely gonna have some karma she's yeah. a cop in the and she's oh, a cop yeah, in jail sure. like number one a shiv or something i ain't wishing nothing bad on yeah, you girl because yeah. i ain't that person but <laughs> i don't know what pookie gonna do to you when you get into cell block c okay that's all i know and that's all i'm gonna speak on with that because yeah. i've never been to jail so i don't know <laughs> i know right and uh i just i wonder how the situation would have played out if she walked into the apartment and saw like let's say a white man on the couch for hey jim what are you guy. doing you know what i mean <laughs> and obviously there's some that's stuff that we're never gonna know but i mean we see black people and trans people getting killed every day for not a goddamn reason and here goes another case of it so uh, when is it gonna end <laughs> hopefully not 10 years from now yeah. i know i think that it starts with like having these hard conversations and shit like that because whenever you don't you know, address the actual underlying problem, then things just keep happening and we're like sweeping it under the rug and people just keep on making wrong decisions over and yeah. over and over again and people keep blaming the wrong thing. It's like, what the whole shootings and like video games? It's just a whole bunch of bullshit that we need to sit down and start addressing and I think that that's one of our main points of this podcast is to have those difficult conversations so that people can sit back and think, oh, do I have any feelings? Is there something that I need to address within myself and 
maybe nobody ever pointed out to you. This is us pointing it out to you. Hi. <laughs> the troubled one, me. I'm pointing things out to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, I think we're going to close this episode. <gasps> yes. So we... sad. It was so fun. <laughs> Thank we... you so much to Justin for joining us on episode two. We definitely appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much for having me. Uh, do you want to give us or everyone else your social so they can find you and stalk you and see your blonde hair? <laughs> yes. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram, JustinAaron1. And also, I have another Instagram. It's not technically me because she's a real housewife of Davenport. Her name is Petra Wilmington. So you can get all the hot, juicy tea on Davenport Socialites. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So you guys know you can always find us on Instagram and kind of on Twitter. We don't really use it, but it's the official underscore R&B. And you can find me on Instagram at BRVTT. And then I always fucking forget mine, so I have to look it up. Uh, you can find me on my Instagram, Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. All right, guys. That is episode two. We love you so much and we'll see you next week for another episode. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.